We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Julie through the glass. Just born a day ago. Do you remember this Mormon ad? No. You really don't? No. Okay. Well, there was a Mormon commercial uh-huh. where there was a father seeing his daughter who had just been born. And he's looking through the window into the nursery. And then and the song went, Julie through the glass. <laughs> Just born a day ago. And then it went on. He kind of would see flashes of her as like a little girl at a party. And then as like a young woman going on her first date. And then as like an angry teen yelling at him. Oh, no. And then, you know, I don't know. Then there was some message about like the church or something. Followed by, whoa, 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 yeah. Anyway, I'm going to make you watch the Julie Through the Grass commercial did, on the break. Did one of our BYU theater professors play their dad? I don't remember, but oh. probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually don't remember who played the gla- the dad. But what a great lyric, Julie through Julie the glass. Through the glass. Just born a day ago. And I like that it's a it's a poetic lyric, but it's actually literal. He's looking at her through glass. <laughs> so it's not some it's not this metaphysical right. like, you know, sort of, oh, it's Julie, we're seeing her through a glass darkly, you know, whatever. Right. Literally yeah. he's looking through a window at the nursery. Yes. Anyway, this is hot drinks. It's a podcast that we do. And I'm my is name this- is my name is Sister Latter day Twaint. And I'm Jack Coffee. And we and this is a podcast. It's a spiritual practice. Right. Um we do it quite regularly. Right. Full- we're fully nude when we record. <laughs> It's part of the spiritual. It's part of the spiritual thing. But I do have a pillow over my business. <laughs> it's a very cute. Um, this is a very cute. Um, oh. What's what's the target line with Shay McGee? It's the Shay Muppet, McGee Muppet. No. Line. Well, no. anyway, it's okay, the target sorry, line with really Shay did. McGee. That's over my naked crotch. That sounds fake. Shay McGee. Yeah, she has a Netflix show. She's a Utah designer. She has a place called Studio McGee. Studio McGee, that's what it's called. Anyway, I have a Studio McGee pillow on my naked crotch. That's great. You and Utah women. I know. And you're (laughs) drinking (laughs) some inexpensive red wine. glided, glid? I just glid right over that. Yeah, Uh, some inexpensive wine. You looked it up because it was gifted to you. Right. You saw that the price point is typically $4.99. But it's $4.49. Oh, oh. But it's delicious. It is jammy. And you're and we're drinking out of the, out of some French bistro glasses, which makes it taste like it's maybe $4.69. Right. And you're resting yours on a beautiful new terrazzo tray that I also bought from Target. You buy some things that I would first never know were from Target, and two, you have great taste. Listen. I <laughs> I really I know this makes me the most basic bitch in Utah, oh. but Target really, like, mends my soul when I go there. Like, it's really, it's really genuinely good for my mental health to go walk around Target. There is a neighborhood of Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. It's not a township. Right. Called Sugar House. Right. I live in it. I call it Sugar Booger. No, you don't. I don't really, but wouldn't that be great? I call it sugar Haas. Yeah. Haas. It's where the rich bitches live. No. It's like the Brooklyn of Salt Lake. Is it? Yeah, totally. Then what's Federal Heights? Maybe Federal Heights is the Brooklyn of Salt Lake, but Sugar House would be like... What's the Avenues? Oh, the Avenues is like the Upper West Side, because it's like too oh, expensive. yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the people that live there are assholes. But, so, but Sugar House <laughs> is like not the cool neighborhood, but it's like... It's not like... I don't know New York well enough to make this analogy work. <laughs> no. But it's not like it's not like Williamsburg. That would be Federal Heights. Oh my god, I have no idea. But it would be more Wasn't that one of the colonies? Can sister can Lil Twaint weigh in? She knows New York better, doesn't she? No, that's Emma. I know, but I just felt like Lil Twaint would know more because she's younger and cooler. Anyway, oh my god. Sugar House is a cool neighborhood. <clears throat> so You know where I live? South Salt Lake. It's not cool at which all. Which is like what, Harlem or yeah. No, it's not. I don't. White I think th- maybe it's more like <laughs> White Plains, or it's New like Rochelle. or it's like Kenosha, Wisconsin. Like there, that. It's not it cool is. at all. There anyway, so Sugar Booger. <clears throat> After years of speculation and rumors and hopes and cries in the dark, mm-hmm. they finally got a target. 
Oh, I know. Have you been yet? See what I did there? We were talking about Target. Right. I didn't know where we were going with the sugar I house have, moment. And you can walk around the entire thing staying in the main aisle. Uh-huh. It's like a baby Target. In 20 seconds. Okay. Yeah, it is a baby Target. Right. But it's Target. I know. I want to go. Yeah. I got to check it out. You got to do it. I have, yeah. If yeah. anyone's wondering, if anyone ha- is familiar with Sugar House but hasn't been in a while, it's where the old Nord- Nordstrom rack right. was. Right. Which has now been moved to where the to- to- toy- Toys R Us was. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, so good Toys for R you, Us Nordstrom is- rack. Yeah. Oh, so I got to go. Yeah, sure. Um, and Toys R Us moved into the darkness. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. I try not to go to that complex often because it's terrible to navigate. It's just so crowded. Yes. And there's a big desert book there, and that makes me uncomfortable. It's triggering. There's also I there's also a massage envy there, which is like where you go to get a massage if you for sure do not want a hand job. <laughs> like you just <laughs> Unequivocally, no. Like, there's no, no matter what. There's no, like, no. hope against hope. Oh, no. They okay. barely, <clears throat> like, un- they, like, keep your butt covered while they're massaging oh, it. Like, so what the fuck is the point? Like, if you were wearing garments. Yeah, they would massage around the garments. Right. They'd be fine with that. That's so, anyway. Um, but there is a nice movie theater there, but I haven't been to a movie in a year and a half. I know. I think the last movie I saw in the theater was Cats. What about you? God. Oh, no, it wasn't. It Damn was, it. um, what was the Pixar movie? About Onward. That was the last oh, movie I saw in the theater. Oh. I like that. It was cute. I haven't seen it. Anyway, it's cute. Great. Women's work. So let's talk about women's work. This is where we just deal with the business of the pod. Just a little housekeeping, which yeah. is work that women should do. Absolutely. Um, okay, so I have two bits. How many bits do you have? Two. Okay, so let's alternate bits. Well, you have three bits. You have a cock and balls. What? <laughs> No. <laughs> talking about your bits and pieces. I was thought you were talking about women's work. I know. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Number one. Go. So I just want to share some parenting advice I received recently. <laughs> oh, my God. There's <laughs> a, there is a gentleman that I work with who actually recently no longer, he recently left the company, no long, longer works with me, but I love him. Okay. And we would chat a lot at work. And he he is the most mentally healthy, well-adjusted person I've ever met. Like, he'll even say, like, I have no idea why I'm so... Like, just healthy and happy with my life. But I think a lot of it has to do with his mother, who did two things when she raised him that I am now adopting with my children. Every time she dropped him off somewhere, when he got out of the car, she would say, who's better than you? Who's better than you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he would say, nobody. She'd be like, (laughs) okay, have a great day. Which is great. Like, that's cute, right? Like, I'm going to start doing that with my kids. And the other one, which I already have implemented, is whenever he would say... Um, wow, this per- I think this person's mad at me or like I had a fight with my friend or I think this teacher's really annoyed with me. <clears throat> she would say, who gives a fuck? Oh, who gives a fuck? Great. And I have started that with my kids. Great. So I just think it's a helpful, I just think our kids need to hear us say fuck more. Yeah, a. A. Yes. And B, I just think they need to hear when they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, what if they're mad at me because I didn't finish my math assignment? I'm like, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. So anyway, right. that's my number one. So that's just some parenting <laughs> advice for women's work. That is solid advice. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. And who's better than you? Who's better than you? You sound like a Jewish mother. Who's better than you? <laughs> okay, what's your first one? Oh, my first one is I have begun to watch the Oscar-nominated movies of the... of. The year. Julie through the glass. <laughs> that one was not on there. I know. I oh, I wish Thanks, Julie through Biden. the glass had received some nominations. So here's the list, and I'll tell you which ones I've seen so far. Sound of Metal, which is also nominated for Best Actor. You've and, seen that? No. Oh. This is just the list. Okay. Mank. Which you're halfway through. Nope. Someone's halfway through. I, I was going to say at the end of the oh, list, okay, you which go ahead. ones I've I'll already... stop talking. Okay, Minari, is that how you say it? The one the, about the Asian family? I think so, I don't okay. know. Okay, Promising Young Woman, that okay. has um, Carrie... Underwood? No. Carrie Strubbs. Carrie... Carrie Strug, the Carrie, gymnast. M- the actress. Carrie Mulligan? Mulligan, thank you. <laughs> what if it had Carrie Strug in it? Remember her? She's the one that broke her ankle at the Olympics Stop. and then still completed her vault and stuck the vault. I talk about it with my daughter, like... Three times a year, at least. The father. Okay. Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. Jude, wait, Julie through the glass. <laughs> yes, so, it is on here. Such a great film. Nominated for best song as well. Oh, that's as it should be. <laughs> Trial of the Chicago Seven okay. and Nomadland. Okay. So so far, I've watched Nomadland, which great. stars Frances McDormand. Available on Hulu. It is. 
And then I finished Mank today. Okay. Which is available on Netflix. And here's what I want to say about Mank. Okay. If you don't know, if you've never seen Citizen Kane, shame on you. Well, sorry. <laughs> Secondly, watch it. Citizen Kane? Yes. Oh, I hate old stuff. It's, oh my God. I used to have this rule. I kind of still have this rule. It's called the Dawson's Creek rule. Oh. I don't want to consume any media that was created pre Dawson's Creek. Oh my God. I don't want to see any movies oh that were God. made pre Dawson's Creek. I am not. That's the end of this conversation. Anyway, this has been Hot Drinks. The show is over. (laughs) The podcast is over. This is the series finale. If you worried about, I don't have time to watch Citizen Kane before I watch Mank, read up on William Randolph Hearst. Okay. Hearst. One Hearst. Or watch Newsies, which also features William Randolph. Oh, God. Pulitzer and Hearst, they think (laughs) they've got us. Do they have us? No. Or something. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Also... Very important to research before and just you'll read about it really quick because that's how we do things. Um, The gubernatorial election of California in 1934 and Louis B. Mayer. I have to research the gubernatorial election? You do. Okay. And and Upton Sinclair, he, he was the other candidate. Okay. And Louis B. Mayer. Okay. And how Louis B. Mayer... Had films made through MGM. Right. Most notably, Julie Through the Glass. To make... <laughs> to look like newsreels. Looks like son of a bitch. Interviewing normal people who were actors saying how much they loved the candidate that he wanted. Oh, okay. Okay. And so this is a movie about old white men. Mank. So this is a movie... <laughs> Was it made after uh, okay, which characters okay. anyway, from Dawson's Creek anyway, are in it? Anyway, what's your next piece of women's work? Jesus <laughs> I just want to say really quickly about this um, Oscar watching, Academy Award oh, nominee watching. Okay. So you messaged me mm-hmm. a week or so ago and you said, hey, I want to start a little like Oscar watching group. Do you want to be in it? Like a little text message group. Yeah. Like a little messaging group. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh yeah, totally. Um, I will literally never watch any of these movies. What? I'm positive. But why? You watch so much stuff. I don't, I don't know. Oh, I okay, mean, okay. Because I first, now that you've described me, I will for sure never watch it. God! Because I have to research the gubernatorial election in California in 1932. Did Quentin Tarantino make Mank? It just sounds like Quentin. No, he made Judas and the Black Messiah. Did he? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh my God. Literally, I know nothing about any of these movies. Um, No, I mean, I may watch them, but I just want to be in the group to pretend that I have friends. I know. So, anyway, my number two. There is a new TV show on Apple TV Plus called Calls. Now, if you really want to understand it, you should research a little bit into, in Wickershaw County in uh, Minnesota, the Secretary of State uh, appointed a Secretary of Education for the state in 1943. Just kidding. You don't have to research anything. There's a show (laughs) called Calls that's on Apple TV Plus. C-A-L-L-S. Yeah, like phone calls. Okay. It is eight episodes long. Okay. Okay. They're all about 15 to 18 minutes long. Yeah. They are phone calls. Uh-huh. So there are no actors on the screen. It's just voices. And there, and you see the word that it has like closed captioning of the words they're saying. And there are some sort of like graphical elements of the, as the calls go on. But the whole show is just phone calls between people. And the first episode is about an event that occurs in December. And then the second episode goes back, I think, to February and you start moving forward to this event that occurs in December and you start understanding a little bit more what might have happened. Mm. But it's all people <clears throat> calling each other, people calling 911, and and it has a star-studded cast, like Pedro Pascal is in it. Excuse me? Yeah, well, because he's just a voice. Because right. I'm sure they were like, hey, will you do this? It'll take you 45 minutes to record and we'll pay you a million dollars. And he was like, great. Yeah. Anyway, it's really fucking creepy uh, and weird. Great, awesome. It's super fascinating. That so good. Like in the first, this won't give anything away, but it's like, it's that it's kind of that thing where the, it's like an old radio show, but the fact that you can't see it almost makes it scarier. Like there's a point, there's a part in the first episode, and this isn't a spoiler or anything, where there's a woman and someone is outside of her house and she's talking to her boyfriend. I think, you know, because she's kind of freaking out. And at one point, she says, "I can see him. He's standing there." There's something wrong with his arms. And you're just like, what the fuck? Mm. Like, what? Like, 
what the what what the fuck? Anyway, yeah, yeah. calls Apple TV Plus. I I honestly watched like four episodes waiting for you to come over tonight because they're all so short. Because you they're can so just, short. Yeah. So anyway, you should watch that it. It's really spooky. good. I'm totally gonna watch it's it. It's super interesting and spooky, and and I have not finished it. I think I'm six episodes in, and I think there's eight. So who knows? It could totally shit the bed in the last two. But shit the bed. It's totally worth watching. Anyway, spooky, what's your number two? Spooky always yeah. reels me in. My yeah. number two is a lot of people have been asking. And no, I have not heard from the Republican. I'm pretty sure that's like over, 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 yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. So. Fuck. That's okay. It's okay. Julie through the, the glass. glass. Okay, so here's here's what tonight's episode is about. Okay. So you Set and I, you and I were texting last night, right? <clears throat> or was this a couple it, nights it was ago? Last night. Oh God. And I was I'd probably <laughs> been drinking, as I'm watching. You to had do. you you spelled the word probably. P R O B N no S N L Y. It's so cute that I'm an alcoholic. Anyway, I don't know why I brought up the butt plugs. Were we talking about butt plugs or anything? Um, we were just talking about your general night. The ge- how the my night general was going. malaise. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I may have mentioned on the show. I don't remember, but recently, <laughs> I love how I say these things, and then I think about like how my siblings listen to this. Hi, siblings. <laughs> So I have mentioned a company that I like called Hello Cake that sells lube and different products. Anyway, <laughs> they have started branching into sex toys, this company. I'm and so, I, so exciting. And I had purchased one that I enjoyed. And so then they were selling butt plugs. Uh-huh. And so I was like, well, let's try them. Yeah. Let's give it a try. Yeah. Okay. I love that I'm talking about this. <laughs> so I ordered the butt plugs. They come in three different sizes. So you can like start small and get bigger. Sorry, I think there was like five sizes. No, they come in three. They just gave you extra? No, I don't have five. I have three. Okay. Do you want to go up and see them? Uh, no. In my bedroom, in my drawer. <laughs> anyway, um, what if someday, like, my great-grandchildren listen to this podcast? <laughs> Your great-grandchildren. I hope you don't have grandchildren. I mean, truthfully. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. <clears throat> so, so for some reason, we I brought them up because of my general malaise and just the idea that, like, I bought them and I will I probably will never use them. You bought them thinking to give yourself pleasure right and also thinking like i'm fun and spontaneous and sex positive i'm gonna try some butt plugs yeah i will probably never use them here's what you actually said okay (laughs) don't even want to know what i actually said okay julie through Through the glass. glass anyway this was after you went on about a child who was struggling with homework. Oh, yeah. And I was, yeah, I was having and, a rough night with my kids. And their mental health. <clears throat> and you went, anyway, remember when I bought butt plugs as though I'm a, in quotes, human who could, in quotes, explore and, in quotes, feel pleasure or, in quotes, joy, and then all caps, hilarious. <laughs> And then I said, life's little ironies. I call them LLIs. Right, right. And what's, here's, I have to confess, I've never called them LLIs. Oh, you just made that up in the spot. Yes. It's brilliant. (laughs) And then you wrote, butt plugs equals LLI. Right. So so then the idea was born that we should do a a podcast, which is something we record it (laughs) and you listen to it. Anyway. Um, about <coughs> LLIs, life's little ironies. Our top five LLIs. So this is our top five LLIs. So it is the top five <coughs> things that we brought into our life to bring pleasure, but then we were like, oh, that's never going to bring pleasure. Did I describe it okay, top five um, LLIs? No, it, it, it's just more about life's little ironies. Okay. Oh, top five life's little ironies. Yeah, yeah. Okay. LLIs. Okay. Mine were all specifically about things that I purchased that did not <laughs> So mine is very literal. Okay. And yours is a little more figurative, maybe. It's, it's No, it's just more general. Okay. It doesn't have to do with pleasure. Okay. So um, so think about butt plugs. <laughs> and uh, let's move on to a message from our spur sponsor, Hello Cake. <laughs> Hello Cake has three sizes of butt plugs you can order and try out. Put the smallest one in your b-hole. And then later, put a medium one in. And then later, put a big one in. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Whoa, whoa. Use the whoa, code hot whoa, drinks whoa, yeah. to get 20% off your first order of Hello Cake. Just kidding. They're not a sponsor. Anyway, so we're going to take a break. Oh I'm going to show Sister Twain the Julie Through the Glass commercial. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about our top five LLIs. 
just born a day ago. So I just showed you the commercial about Julie. How how was yeah. it? Yeah. And did you just Google it, YouTube it? No, you know what's funny? How'd you find it? So our listeners can find it. Well, it's posted, and I didn't even know this until the other day. I accidentally clicked it. I had posted it as an Instagram TV at one point. <clears throat> you? Yeah, and I had posted it in member in for some reason it was a kind of a tribute to our friend who had just died. <clears throat> I don't remember why. Anyway. Oh my god. So it's I have two Instagram TV videos. One is me reviewing snacks from Trader Joe's and one is Julie through the glass. But in it I'm like, thanks to my friend Amy for reminding me about this video and we love our friend who's dead or something. Oh. I don't know. <clears throat> must have talked about it with said friends. Yeah, but I honestly don't remember. So um, the best part about it is is as they're leaving the hospital and the mother is having a psychotic episode and seeing visions of Julie in the future, the Mormon voiceover comes in and said, teach her to love the world. I don't know. Teach Teach her to love God, but teach her to love herself. first. Because that's what Mormonism is really about, (laughs) especially for women. I think the message it's really sending is... We've got a call coming in. Oh, God. Hi, welcome to Hot Drinks. We're Thanks recording, and, and she decided to answer. Tell us What's your that? name. Tell us your name. Uh, Lil Toy in the house. No, yeah. I don't think she wants to be on Hot Drinks right now. What do you want to say to the listeners? Um, Gary, my father, is a piece of shit. Oh! <laughs> okay, I'm going to turn this off okay, while you guys anyway. have your convo. Hey, we're back. And Sister Twain would like to apologize for answering a phone call while we were recording. No, we had a caller call into the studio. Oh, I get it. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Jesus. Okay, so we're going to talk about our top five LLIs, Life's Little Ironies. Which you you did all things that were meant to bring you pleasure, but as a human. I literally think things I purchased to buy me pleasure, (laughs) to bring me pleasure, but that later did not bring me pleasure. And you just did actual life little ironies. Regular, okay, great. Ironical things. Once again, we're on the same page. What's your number one? My number one <clears throat> is um, so uh, it, it's kind of obvi. Okay. That's how that's short for obvious. That's what the kids say. Um, it's just how I lived my life from the moment my mom freaked out when I was five because I drank some iced tea right. at the at the Pentecostal lady's house. Those horrible Pentecostal bitches. From then on, I lived my life dotting the T's, crossing the... No. Crossing the T's and dotting the I's. Sure. Because I wanted to do everything right. Right. So that I would be happy. Right. And I did that, but I ended up marrying a gay man. Shit. And that, even though I was following the formula... Right, you were doing what you were supposed to do. Right, it didn't... Maybe the formula didn't explicitly say you should marry a gay man. But, but it, it did it, say no, you should marry someone. Right. It didn't line out the irony for me. But the irony no. is, is that I thought I would, I was still crossing the I's and dotting the T's. Uh-huh. And that I would be just fine and be happy. Right. But, you know. Ironically. Those marriages don't work. No, they don't. No, they don't. So. Wow. There's that. And what's interesting is... <clears throat> I had hair flip and energy healing today and energy clearing. Oh, really? Yes. I love those. With Tiff. (gasps) You did? I did. I miss her. With my Stimmy money. Oh, I just... Oh, anyway, I love her and I miss her. It's been like a year. Yes. And I'm still carrying a lot of energy from that time in my life. Awesome. From... ah! No, I, oh, I thought you meant from the energy healing. Oh, uh, no, no, okay. Uh, from, uh, but no, from you, that trauma you, time. You Not generally awesome. Generally, are that sarcastic. Not so. awesome. So, um, but yeah, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, we cleared it up. Oh, good. So I'm, um, I'm better. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> Speaking of, um, you know, kind of trying to be the perfect kid. Yeah. Today, someone posted an article on Twitter that's from Medium. Medium.com. And I think it's from like August. I'll send you a link. And gentle listeners, whatever. I'll put it in the show notes, but I won't really. But it's called, <laughs> What is Gay Attachment Trauma and Why Do We All Have It? What? <laughs> and I read this article about gay attachment trauma. And every paragraph I was like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Because it's, it's just basically the story of my life. Oh, my God. And gay attachment trauma. Anyway, it was great. Attachment to what? It's just the idea. It's ba- it's kind of what you were saying. It's this idea <clears throat> that like 
you're so removed from the idea that you can just you deserve or that you can have the life that you want that you sort of create this false life where you um you know where you project certain things you know because it's all a show because you can't have the life you want and every single paragraph I was like yep that's me yep wow. that's me yep that's me wow, anyway wow wow so anyway I, so the LLI of my number one right is that I followed the programming to the T. Followed the prophet, as it were. Because I believed it would make me happy. But then Don't go astray. In doing so He I, knows the way. I did something that definitely would not make me happy. Right, right. But then I continued to believe for thirteen years that it should or So would. it turns out the prophet <clears throat> didn't know the way. And he did lead you astray. He did. So that song's a f- pile of shit. Follow don't follow the prophet. Right. He doesn't know the way. So He'll lead you astray. Something we By the way, that song's racist. Is it? Well, I just think like the Mormons have this really fun thing they do. It's like Book of Mormon stories is sung in this sort of like faux Native American chanty thing. And Follow the Prophet is sort of sung in this like faux like Jewish chant something. uh, You know, like it sounds... Anyway, it's racist. As if the Um, Mormons are reclaiming all the origins. Right, their Judaism or something. Okay, so my number one LLI, the thing, Little Life's Little Irony, the thing that I purchased to make me happy that didn't make me happy, (laughs) are the nachos I ate earlier tonight. What happened? Well, I have really bad heartburn now. Now? And I always have really bad heartburn when I eat nachos. Oh. But they're so good. So wait, so wait, so wait. So... You always get heartburn when you eat nachos. Oh yeah, but and you then want tomorrow, them in your mouth. tomorrow my shits are going to be painful <laughs> and spicy <laughs> and no good. No one wants <laughs> a spicy shit, but it happens. I know. After you eat some spicy food, I it can. So life's little irony is that I'm like these nachos will be delicious, and then part of my brain says you're going to feel like shit later, and you're going to especially feel like shit tomorrow morning, and then another part of my brain says, but I want to eat those nachos. Right. So I did. They're from Rancheritos if you live in Utah. They put like one pound of meat on top of the nachos. (laughs) Today I got the carne asada, which is not as good as the carnitas. So get the carnitas. Absolutely. Not the carne asada. Yeah. Did I tell you, have you ever been to Real Taqueria? Or maybe it's just real taqueria. Maybe that was racist that I said Real. (laughs) Because that's the soccer team. Um, So in Holiday, there's a new-ish taco restaurant called Real Taqueria. What are you doing up in Holiday? I kind of live near... I mean, my kids are in Holiday. And, like, my ex-wife and stuff. Mm. And their schools. And the Good Liquor Store. Anyway. It's by where Cottonwood Mall used to be. Anyway, it's called Real Taqueria. And the other day I got nachos. And on top of them I got lengua, which is tongue. It was so good. (laughs) Tongue nachos. What? Jesus Lord. Those were good. Yeah. My friend who's Mexican said, you have to order the tongue. Tongue is so good. And I was like, I'm kind of scared. And she was like, quit being scared. It's delicious. And I ordered it. And it's so delicious. So I'm going to get tongue nachos when I go again. What's your number two? Lord. Um, Okay. Well, we're done with that, I guess. Um, What's your number two? Life's little irony. Is this. It's this. Is this. (laughs) When my mom and dad built their first house... I love that yours are like things that happen in your life and mine are <laughs> things I bought like butt plugs that I thought would make me happy that didn't make me happy. So your mom and dad built their first home. Yes, maybe four years ago. Oh, okay. And it is where my mother still currently resides. Right. It's in Hurricane. Right. <clears throat> your dad doesn't live there anymore. He's dead. He's dead. He yeah. died. Yeah. Real good. Well, I mean, he can live wherever he wants, I guess. True, he's a ghost. So. But he's not haunting your mom. As far as I know. He's got better things to do. Well. He's like, peace out. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. So. So. You can walk out their front door and literally see the Virgin River. Right. They live on the boundary or property line, whatever you want to call it, of the Red Cliffs Desert Reserve. Great. You can walk out their front door, walk down the... Neighborhood Street, which uh-huh. is all, all these houses are brand new. Right. And Full of old angry Mormons. In most five of them. minutes, be at a trailhead to go down into the reserve. Julie through the glass. That sounds great. <laughs> the big irony here. Sure. <clears throat> and so 
I also want to clarify that I've hiked through here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a state park, not a national park. So a lot of the stuff that you hike is unmarked. It's Yeah. <clears throat> they have an arch called the Babylon Arch, which you really have to try and find. Uh-huh. It's not very clearly marked at okay. all. Thanks, Biden. Not my president. Not my president. And so <clears throat> it's absolutely gorgeous. Really, the only people that frequent the area are the people who live near the area. Right. It's a hidden secret. Right. There are parts that look like you're on a movie set of a Western because okay. it's that perfect. Clint Eastwood is there. He he was. Yeah. His fossils. Yeah. Well, he's still alive. Well. Uh, <laughs> so the great irony is they moved there when my dad couldn't go off on his own anymore. Right. And when his knees were at his worst. So, and what I, what I mean, knees at his worst, bone against bone. He yeah, had yeah, no yeah. cartilage left yeah. in that joint. Yeah. So with those two things, my dad builds a house with my mom on the precipice of his dream. Was he a big like hiker? Like he likes, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yes, wilderness. Love that shit. Okay. West. Yeah. Western Clint desert. Eastwood. Mountains. Yes. yes. Sarah Michelle Geller. I don't know. Oh I just my thought God. we were naming things. <laughs> what? No. Like my dad's absolute dream. And for most of the time, and I mean 95% of the time they live there, if he went out of the house, he got lost. Yeah. That's sad. It's very sad. I think, too, there's an irony in it because I think you would like to live somewhere where there's, like, a trailhead right outside Without your Without fucking question. Yeah, like, that would be very good for your mental health. Yes. But, like, this is not a place where you're going to go spend a month in the summertime. No. 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 Iron, ironic. So Don't mine you think? Was, mine was sad. Well, again, my number two thing I purchased to make me happy that didn't make me happy was my dog. Oh, God, here we go. Remember my dog? Who loved you so much. Oh, God. Okay, so here's the story. (sighs) Remember, she was, we talked about her on very early episodes of this podcast. Yes. So I, okay, so when I told my children that I was getting a divorce from their mother, I mean, she was there too. We told the children Mm -hmm. and that I was gay and that we were no longer going to go to the Mormon church. My oldest son said to us, well, are any like of the rules? And this was after we had like assured them that like it wasn't like the parent trap where someone was going to move away and they were going to have to choose. Like we were both going to be in their lives, you know, blah, blah, blah. And my oldest son said, well, are any of the rules going to change in our house? And I was like, like what? And he said, well, like, can we get a dog now? And I was like, you wily son of a bitch. (laughs) So I thought, yeah, we should get a dog. It will get me out of the house. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to the dog park and meet cute gay guys. I'm going to... I'm going to have this companion as I'm going through this sad, lonely time in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a dog. She was lovely. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, when I say was, I just want to clarify before I get into the story. She's not dead, as far as I know. As far as you know. She has a new home. But, and I'll, and I'll get to all of that. But she was a rescue and she was a pit bull mix. And she came from a very, very dark place. Like she had some dark trauma in her past Mm, and probably was not the best first dog for someone for someone like me Mm -hmm. who had never I'd never had a dog before and you know she needed a lot not have any darkness in your past no 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 and and she needed a lot of like very specific love and attention which strangely I was not really able to give because I was dealing with my own darkness (laughs) so she loved me so much And it just made me angry because I didn't want things to love me because I hated hated myself. Um, Good thing you got over that. I know. That was a that was a rough patch. (laughs) Anyway, so so she was with me for a few years. Yeah. um, And then I and I moved from the house that I was in where I had like a backyard and I had a dog door and she could kind of get outside very easily. And then I moved into a much smaller place with no yard and no you know no way for her to get in and out of the house herself. And so there would be days when I would work late that she would be home alone for eight, 10, 12 hours. And anyway, ultimately I just decided like, it was not a great situation for her. Yeah. And I could also tell like, 
just because of some of her behavior and like like I could tell she was very stressed and very yeah. anxious because she was home alone a lot <clears throat> anyway. And so I just decided that like the best thing for her would be to find her a new home where she would have people who are around and some space to run around. She was also like a she was like a big like runner. I think she was part greyhound. So she would like she loved to just like run. And so keeping her in this like little condo all day felt really Yeah. Anyway, maybe I'm maybe I'm making excuses, <clears throat> but yeah, I 100% got her because I thought this will be so great for me, like I'll have this companion. I'll, you know, I'll get out of the house, I'll take her for walks, I'll meet people and because of my own trauma, <clears throat> she just made me feel shitty about myself because she loved me so much and that made me angry. Yeah. And and also then I would feel guilty if I wasn't like, you know, taking her for really long walks or going to the dog park every Saturday, you know, anyway. So yeah, that's something that I brought into my life to make me happy and it just made me feel like shit. And so she's probably in a, in a better home now. I, really, I really honestly hope so. She was really like such a sweet dog. Yeah. But she really had some, I mean, I think her... <clears throat> I think her previous life before me, because when I got her, she was about three or four years old. I think her life before me, she, I think she was severely abused. Aww. Like she was very like, she was very terrified of everything. You know, like mm-hmm. I would, I would get out a garbage bag and kind of shake it, you know, to kind of open it up to put it in the garbage oh, can. Yeah. And she would like Freak. panic Aww. because of that noise. You know, oh, like I yeah. just think she just had a lot of trauma <laughs> in her past. And I... I entered into that relationship thinking that I would be able to deal with that. And I was not, which, and it was, and it was, and I take full responsibility. Like it was a bad choice on my part and I should have thought through it better. But anyway, that's sad. Yeah, it is. Thanks. I'm glad I wasn't the only one with a sad one. Yeah. Oh, all of mine are sad. (laughs) All of mine are sad. So anyway, there's my dog. I hope she's okay. I hope she's happy. Her name was? Cora. Or Fida or Snow. Fida. Fida our snow. I forgot about that. <laughs> anyway, she was a love, and I hope I hope that wherever she is, she is happy and healthy. And Cora! She loved to lick my ankles. She loved to lick everything. She would literally, if I let her, she would lick me from, like, morning until night. Oh, God! So, which, of course, I was like, yes, I love this attention. No, I hate, oh I, it God, drove me crazy. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So, anyway, let's take a break. Okay. Cool. I'm sure most of, the, most of the gentle listeners hate me now. Oh. Okay, bye! Because you gave a dog Just born a day ago. We're back, Julie. Hi. You guys, I mean, you all, this is what I want you to understand. Yeah. It's not like when Sister Twain and I sat down in our pre-production meeting. I said, okay, so I'm going to introduce it. In the the first segment, I'm going to introduce an old Mormon commercial called Julie Through the Glass. And then it's going to be a running joke throughout the episode. Uh, No, we don't. And we planned it out. And we were like, okay, in segment three, you're going to start out with Just Born a Day Ago. Yeah, yeah. We don't, no, we don't plan this. We you just, literally didn't know what Julie Through the Glass was before we started recording. We just listen to the still small voice. We do. The spirit whispers the into pod, our ear. Of, of podcast. And it says, talk about Julie. Anyway. <clears throat> All right. What if that's how the Holy Ghost talked to you? It was like, say your prayers. That'd be wow. nice. Anyway. Um, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Jesus. Okay, so we are talking about, if you just joined us, if you just tuned that dial into the show, <laughs> um, the dial. we are talking about our top five LLIs, Life's Little Ironies, yes. which you interpreted as Life's Little Ironies, <laughs> and I interpreted as things I bought to make me happy that did, that did not make me happy, <laughs> like butt plugs. Same for a second. Okay, um, so I'm going to go ahead with my number three, because Sister Twain had a coughing attack. <laughs> So my number three, and I wish I could remember the brand name, was a sex candle. Oh my God, a sex candle? <laughs> oh my God, a sex candle. Was it in the shape of a penis? No. So here's the, here's the story. So I was married to a straight woman. <laughs> what? She's been a guest on the show many times. Her what? Name is Tisha. She's lovely. We love her. She's lovely. I invited her to take a trip to Mexico with me this summer. But anyway, that's another story. Aww. Um, <clears throat> There's some pills I need. From Mexico? Yeah. Okay. Um, but when Tish and I were married, <laughs> we didn't have a great sex life. <laughs> which we have discussed in past episodes. Because I was a homosexual. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> and so even though Tisha is a lovely, generous lover. 
<laughs> I said that just as you took a sip of the four dollar and forty nine cent wine. Shrinking my pointer yeah. finger. I, you know, I was a gay man. <laughs> So, so it was a, it was often a struggle. <clears throat> so one time, I used to listen to the Savage Love podcast um, with Dan Savage. You know his sex advice, and I thought like I'm like a progressive Mormon because I listen <clears throat> to this podcast about oh. sex and sexuality. Love it because like I'm just like very open to like ideas of the world. I love and I really I and I think too. it was on that podcast that it was probably an ad. It probably wasn't even like a topic of the podcast, but there was there was a company that sold a candle that you could burn and then the wax would was like it melted into massage oil somehow so you could then take the burning candle and like pour the wax on your partner and like give them a massage hell yes so of course i bought it (laughs) because i thought like this will make me tish and i need to spice up things in the bedroom God. Really, Tisha just needed a straight man. Yeah. And I just needed a man. A little bit. Little <laughs> in the bit. bedroom. Yeah. We did not need a sex candle. Nope. I don't remember a lot of specifics about using the sex candle. I know we used it a time or two, but it was not great. Eh. <laughs> just, I just feel like <clears throat> I imagine it was probably kind of messy. I imagine it was very like performative. You know what I mean? Because it was because I was always trying to like do what I thought was like the <clears throat> right, yeah, like hot, sexy thing. Even though really, like it, I wasn't. You know, I, it was all intellectual. It was nothing in my oh, body or oh, like. Oh God! You know, it was all just in my head of like, yeah, this is sexy, right? If we have uh-huh. a sexy candle that we pour wax on each other, that'll be sexy, right? It wasn't. It wasn't. Dear reader, it was not sexy. Dear reader. Anyway, so that's um, the number three thing that I bought to make my life better, but that was really just kind of sad. I totally get what you mean about performative. If you do anything outside the norm <clears throat> with my gay ex-husband, Gary. Right. Um, if any of you are married to someone of an opposite sexual orientation. In the first year of our marriage, we were like, let's try on all fours with me on all fours. Right. Yeah, we tried that once. I don't think it went very well. It felt so unnatural. <laughs> I didn't feel sexy or sexual. I did not know. <clears throat> I okay. okay. I did not know that you could have you could do it doggy style. I know what you're gonna say. And put your penis in their vagina. I, I did not know that. So did you try to put it in her butt? I have no idea. Oh. I'm sure she. Oh. I'm sure Tisha oh. took the reins and just like guided it you where like, it needed it was to go. Confusing down yeah. There. Oh yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't want to look. So anyway, love you, Tisha. I'm um, sorry. Tisha's listening to this but right now, now. Get me on all fours. Right. And I am Julie through the glass. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, I love it. You love to be on all fours. Oh yeah, and I did. Like, did like Gary try to put it in your bee hole? To be slapped. No. Okay. No, that was never discussed. It was never okay. discussed. It's never on it the table. It was never discussed. It was never discussed. Oh, good Lord. It's just so <clears throat> sad. It is. Anyway. But now he's got a four-bedroom home in uh, Santa Clarita. You know what? And Tisha has a great sex life. I'm so glad. And I'm depressed <laughs> and don't interact with humans. And you live in a, a lovely house in Sugar Booger. I do. Uh, currently not having sex. But you don't buy, you don't own that house. No. Or anything. What, what's your point? No, you rent it. I'm just saying. I'm like, oh. Gary has a four-bedroom home oh, in I see where we're Calabasas going. or no, whatever. No, Calabasas. And, and you have no. a, a very cute rental in I, the Sugar Booker. I love my house. Right. I love your house, too. When I lose, and Tisha has a great sex life. When I lose my child support. And I have Netflix. I will have to move out. Oh, you'll be fine by then. You'll you manifest think, enough money by then. You think so? Oh, for 100%. So for 30%, for my rent to be 30% of my income, I need to make 70 grand a year. Great. You'll be there. Okay, cool. Thank okay. you. Anyway, what's your number three? My number three. Also, no so one's happy. rent is 30% of the income. <clears throat> my rent is like 50% of my income. <laughs> it is. I mean, I'm, <clears throat> because rent is fucking expensive. Oh, I know. I know. That's in like a world that doesn't exist. The I know. 30% no, one, no one's rent is 30% of no, their income. No, no, no. And if it is, then God. Bless. Then Send God us bless. some money. Yeah, get fucking for sign up for the Patreon. Sake. If you have fifty percent of your income left after rent, then why aren't you a top tier patron? <laughs> no, you did that. Why one. aren't you just Venmoing us <laughs> money? What's your number three? My number three is um, the first R-rated movie I saw. <laughs> okay. Was shown to me purposefully by my Mormon mother. Oh, okay. Wow, this doesn't sound this doesn't sound fucked up and unhealthy at all. <laughs> um. <clears throat> 
she clarified this is the only R-rated movie that it's okay for you to watch. Okay. And there was a scene that she fast-forwarded through when because you know, it was VHS tape. Was it um, Air Force One with Harrison Ford? No, I was eight years old. Because that was my mom's favorite R-rated movie. Oh, my God. She loved, she loved Air Force One. <clears throat> but we were not allowed to watch R-rated movies. Anyway. Uh, it was uh, an, either an 83 or 84 movie called Emerald Forest. Oh, Jesus. What? The what? With Powers Booth. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And it's about this little boy who gets separated from their family and they're either on vacation or on some kind of service mission in Central America. Oh my God. And he gets separated from their family and never found by the family, but uh, an indigenous tribe takes him in. Right. I bet it's treated very sensitively too (laughs) and not racist at all. (laughs) Um, But anyway, and then I guess he... The father had never stopped looking, but the father finds him in his later years when he's right. all grown up, has forgotten English, and only right. speaks the language of the right. indigenous people. Why was this the only R-rated movie you I, could ever see? I don't know. It what really, was the message? It really impacted my mom. Wow. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Much like Air Force <laughs> One impacted, what's my mom called? Mary Jo Coco. Yeah. She so, loved it. Just so moving. So Just the, so powerful. The one scene that, well, it was rated R because these indigenous people... We're naked? A lot. Okay. Or not covered up like yeah, we yeah, are yeah. in the America. Yeah. And then in, in the, the US, America. Yeah. In the Northern America. And so <clears throat> the one scene she fast forwarded through is where he and his uh, betrothed, you know, however they do it in indigenous Central America, right. whatever, had to go off in the forest to consummate. Okay. And I didn't get to see that. Oh, shit. And at eight years old, right. I was fascinated with sex. Yeah, me too. I remember that. We, I remember we watched, because we would go um, rent uh, <clears throat> rent a VHS from... There we go. I can't think of the name of it. The video store <clears throat> that they sold pizzas. Anyway, <laughs> um, and I remember we watched the 1984 hit Beastmaster. Do you remember that? Where a man could talk to beasts. But we only watched the second half of it. Because I guess some things happened in the first half that were, like, inappropriate. Like, I guess my parents had, like, pre-screened it. And then we watched the second half. Anyway. Oh, it, all I God. know, All I know, it was, like, a muscular <clears throat> man in, like, a loincloth who would, like, had friends that were, like, ferrets and eagles and stuff. What? Anyway. Beastmaster. Oh, oh Beastmaster. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, wait. Why was that ironic? Because my first rated R movie was shown to me purposefully by oh, my it. Mormon I mother. It. I get it. Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, all right. Well, my number four, was that was that all you had to say about your number three? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my number four thing that I purchased to make me happy that didn't make me happy. Yeah. Was. <laughs> Which is an LLI. An LLI was the Bodyguard soundtrack. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> So what? So let's let us rewind. Let us rewind and be kind. When you in the eighties, there was a music club, a CD club called BMG. Do you remember BMG? Of course. You could get eleven CDs for one penny, mm-hmm. and then you had to buy whatever four CDs over the next two years <laughs> or whatever at full yeah. price to fulfill your club membership. Right. Well, we thought this was the hottest shit. Oh, yeah. 11 CDs for a penny. Oh, yeah. I had friends who were like, why aren't you doing it? Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, I needed to sign up because that's what all the cool kids did. Yeah. However, okay. have I talked about my trauma around music on this podcast? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, if yeah. you're just a new listener, I, growing up, was gay. If you didn't know that. <laughs> But was in the closet. And I was traumatized. I Well, part of my quote-unquote hiding was I never... I was always afraid that the music that I listened to would tip people off that I was gay. Because right. I really love listening to show tunes. And that's it. I love listening to show tunes. And like Disney music. Like I did not... I did not and still do not have great taste in music. No Def Leppard, no... No, 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 no. Van but, and But my siblings, like like my oldest brother was like very into like kind of that heavy metal like Def Leppard and whatever. And then my oldest sister was very... Like she was like the queen of the 80s. Like I remember her playing the Thriller album for me. And mm. I... You know, she was into like Frankie Goes to Hollywood and like all that, you know, kind of fun 80s totally. stuff. Anyway... 
I never had good taste in music. Well, okay, I never had popular taste in music, I should say. Um, and I was always very traumatized. I would, I was always, <clears throat> and to this day, I will. If someone's like put some music on, I will not do it. Yeah, because I'm very traumatized by the kind of music I want to listen to, and I always have to feel like I always feel like I have to be like. I mean, if you guys want to change it, it's fine. Just like put on whatever. It's fine. I don't <laughs> care. I just put this on. But like. And I'm a 43-year-old goddamn man. Oh, my man. God. Anyway, so when I ordered the albums from BMG, I had to choose 11 albums that I wanted, but I did not want anyone to know I was gay. Number one, I chose the Bodyguard soundtrack <laughs> with Whitney Houston. Oh, my God. I also remember I bought the Batman Returns soundtrack, which is the gayest Batman. It's the one with Seal and Kiss for the Rose. Yeah? I think there was some Enya in there. <clears throat> There was, do you remember that album called Chant that was just Gregorian chants? Yeah. (laughs) This is the faggiest music in the history of America. I didn't want to tip anyone off by ordering like, hello, Dolly. So instead, (laughs) Siri, Jesus Christ. I didn't want to tip anyone off by ordering hello, Dolly. So instead I ordered the bodyguard soundtrack. Yes. Anyway. Had you seen the movie? Oh, no. I still haven't to this day. No. I've never seen the movie. What the fuck? <laughs> but so, I was like, oh, yeah, you guys. I just <clears throat> love the Bodyguard soundtrack because it's, like, really popular and I love Whitney Houston. And... <laughs> anyway, so that's my number four. It did not make me happy. It just further, it just deepened my trauma. So you did listen to it? I'm sure I did. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, like, they were the only 11 CDs I own. So I'm sure oh, I listened to those CDs. But, like, literally none of them were ordered because I liked the music. They were all ordered because I want, like, because I felt like it would, I don't know, I felt like they were popular or they were cool. The irony being they were deeply uncool. Right. Because I was trying so hard to be cool. Oh, bless. Like Chant, the album Chant, (laughs) which was literally Gregorian chants set to, like, kind of hip music oh my god and then i'd be like oh yeah oh let's just put on this cool album chant yeah anyway i can just picture jesus it. christ i can picture it uh, yeah going over to your house and I, just had a, like, I just had my big old hair i was real skinny i had big glasses <laughs> and i was like CD let's collection. listen to chant do you, do you guys want to listen to the far and away soundtrack with tom cruise <laughs> and nicole kidman oh, that was probably one of them too <clears throat> okay my number four what is gayer than a Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman movie? Nothing. Mm. Penises and buttholes is less gay <laughs> than a movie starring Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Anyway, number four. Um, number four LLI for me is that myself growing up and uh-huh. through my adolescence and early adulthood. Sure. I was extremely conforming. Yes. Not one of my four children is conformist. Oh, no. Not at all. Whatsoever. No, not at all. I bore four children who were just like, fuck the system. Right. They like slid out of your vagina with their middle finger extended. You know? They just like, that was like, their head didn't come out first. The doctor was like, why, there's a little baby middle finger coming out. And then the head and then the rest of the baby. Yeah. Um, And And God, uh, I love them for it. And Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. God. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Sometimes little Twank will make jokes about having a baby with her boyfriend. <laughs> and I immediately start talking about abortion. Yeah. I immediately saying, I'll abort you. I'll abort the boy, boy, the aboy, I'll abort my grandchild. The boyfriend. Yeah. All kinds of late-term abortion happening. <laughs> People I don't know in the grocery store. I'll just be that angry. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, but, you know, I also have a trans kid. Right. Um. I love that the way little Twain pushes your buttons is to tell you that she's going to have a baby <laughs> with her boyfriend. Which, you know, we're in our mid-40s. <clears throat> yeah. So a lot of people, like a lot of, I, like I have, we have friends our age who have grandbabies. Yeah. Right? And well. And they think it's awesome. Yeah, they do. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. Good for them. Um, little Twain. What if little Twain got pregnant and then had a gender reveal party? Like, how fucking disappointed would you be? I would move to Brunei. I'd move where, to fucking... Where famously there are the no United genders. United Emirates or whatever it's yeah. called. Um, <clears throat> next month, Lil Twaint will be 23. Right. Which is the age I was when I had my second child. Jesus, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Wow. Just picture Lil Twaint with... <clears throat> Two children. Fuck no, I'm not going to picture that. Fuck Married you. to a gay man. Oh, oh, stop! Wow. Life's traumatic and ironic, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, and she's covered in tats. I love right. it. Right, right. 
She's the boss. She's the boss. At a at a coffee place? Yeah, she's the fucking boss. She'll kick your ass. Yeah. Anyway, everyone thinks she looks mean and is afraid of her until they get to know her and then they realize like she's I the love sweetest. her and I'm and I think she's the sweetest and I'm also afraid of her at the same time. <laughs> All three of those she's I contain love mul- her. No, I contain multitudes and I love her and think she's amazing and <clears throat> I love her boyfriend and I think he's amazing. Yeah. And I'm also terrified of her. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, so let's take a break, and then we'll do our number five LLI slash things we bought to bring us pleasure that really made us more depressed. Okay. Goodbye. Y'all. Y'all. Julie Through the Glass is a Carly Simon song. I had no idea. How, how did the Mormon church get the rights to that? The Mormon church, like, paid <sighs> money to Carly Simon... A noted hippie. Yeah. For the rights to her song, Julie Through the Glass. Noted hippie. I 100% thought that's just some Mormon, just someone working in Deseret Towers or whatever the church offices oh, yeah. are called, wrote the song Julie Through the Glass. It's a Car- Carly Simon song and it slaps. I've added it to my cool down Julie playlist. Julie Through the Glass. It's all about loving yourself. So, real quick. Yeah. This isn't one of our numbers, but we got to talk about how, just mention real quick. What, that huntsman guy who's suing the church for fraud. Do you oh, know about? no, I don't know about that. Go oh. ahead. He is the son of or brother of John Huntsman. The like gubernatorial candidate? Yes. Okay. Um, is suing the Mormon church and wants all his tithing money back. I want my tithing money back. Exactly. Yeah. He said <clears throat> all that money was supposed to go to charities and to help families. And instead it went to buy to build up their real estate. Yeah. Portfolio. I, I'm so glad he's doing that because I have thought this for a long time and I don't know enough about the law, but I a hundred percent feel like I was like, I gave donations to an organization that was lying to me about what those funds were used <coughs> for and what that organization was and would do for me. And so I have for a long time thought I would like my money back. Yeah. So he's, if any of you are a lawyer and want to represent me and start a class action suit against the LDS church, and because I think we can make a case because I'm gay. And because... <laughs> And because he's super wealthy, he's just going to take all that money, ideally, if he were to win, which right. he won't. Right. And give it to actual charities like that are for women, right. people of color, and LGBTQ community. Right. Oh, imagine. I love that. Okay, my number Imagine five. helping charities. What's your <clears throat> number five so, LLI and or thing that you bought that you thought would make you happy, but it didn't make so you I happy. So I made my list on my cute cute notebook at home with my right. inky inky it, pen that I spent like seven bucks on. And no, I didn't. Oh, don't say that. It makes me sad. I want to go there now. Lily Botanica is my fucking favorite store right. in Sugar House. Right. <clears throat> anyway. I had like a list of seven things at home and I have forgot and I left it at home and right. I forgot what my five, six, and seven were. I always have a couple extra just in case I change my mind. If you... <clears throat> Never mind. And so I don't remember what those were, so I just made one up on the spot. Okay. And here's my fifth LLI for the episode. It's always good when you, before you share something, if you tell everyone how bad it's going to be. It's going to (laughs) be... I just think it helps with the delivery. You're supposed to do that in auditions as well. Right. I just didn't prepare. (laughs) I've been so tired. I've been babysitting my mom and dad's dog. I was in traffic. I forgot deodorant today. So anyway, okay. It is that I... Got divorced from my gay husband. Right. And have spent and spent many of the eleven years that I've been divorced fucking people. Yes. The LLI of it all yes. is that very little of it has been any good. <laughs> well, that's depressing. <laughs> well, that's dark. There is nothing. I thought you were gonna say that now that you've divorced your gay husband, you just spend all your time with me. A former gay husband. <laughs> like you could just be, you could have a podcast with Gary right now. I know. Um, Gary doesn't have time. Here's the thing. He's got to pull the weeds at his house in Palm Desert. Is, is it Santa Clarita. He doesn't, he's got to pull the weeds at his house in Calabasas. I'm so, okay. Um, <clears throat> he's like, I can't do the podcast this week. I've got to pull the weeds at the Santa Clarita oh, house. And I hear he's starting a glassware collection. Oh. So he'll be polishing. I can't record the podcast this week. I've got to polish my glassware collection. I see collection. him getting like a phone call from me, which is right. rare because we usually text. Yeah. And like him taking his glasses and like just like lowering them down to the tip of his nose right. and going, 
Such a twaint nose that this is my glass polishing I have to time pol- of yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, anyway. <clears throat> anyway, I also have a glassware collection, there, so dear faggots. There is nothing better on the planet than connective sex. sex Allegedly. Sex with someone that you have an emotional connection with, as well as physical chemistry. Right. You have great conversations with. Right. During sex and in times when you're not being sexy. Right. Um, and those experiences are few and far between. Right. I had that with the Republican. Whew. And there it is. And there Julie. it is. There it That's is, the Julie. the end of hot drinks forever. Right, right through the glass. <laughs> What's your number five? So my number five <coughs> is a poncho that I bought from ASOS. <laughs> So that's fair. We just talked about sex with Republicans. <laughs> and I'm talking about a poncho I bought from ASOS. Yes. So I like to shop occasionally from the company ASOS. Okay. Spell that. ASOS.com. Okay. I think they're based out of the UK, but they have, you know, US stores or whatever. <clears throat> but I like them because they often have like free shipping and they have like free returns and they have like kind of interesting fashion. So just not not things you would see everywhere else. But you can – so usually when I will buy – when I buy stuff from ASOS, I'll buy like $500 worth and it'll come in a huge box and then I'll keep like $27 worth of stuff and, and I'll return the other. And that comes from your $500 of expendable cash. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean I – at any moment, I have $500 just like under a book, <laughs> in a jar, in the kitchen. There could be a stash of $500. Oh, there is. I mean if now. you looked around this room, there would be piles of $500 bills everywhere. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Anyway, I've literally never had $500 in my checking account. Um, Anyway, so many years ago, I have this fantasy. I still have this fantasy that I live my life in like kimonos and ponchos. It's all I want to wear. Just born a day ago. Um, I want, and in fact, it's been kind of a trend in women's fashion lately that you that women will wear like a pair of jeans, a t-shirt, and then some sort of like silk robe over the top. It's like a cardigan, it's yeah. like a robe. Yeah. For a few years it has been. It's all I want in my With life. With some boots. And I've wanted it since like 1998. <laughs> like I've wanted this look for a long time. The challenge you that is look before it was cool. I totally did. I think I brought that look into the into vogue the by zeitgeist? manifesting it. Yeah. Um the challenge is I'm a large man, so mm-hmm. like I can't, even though I'm not morally opposed, or like, not morally, that's the wrong word. Even though I would have no problem, oh, Jesus, scary. (laughs) Even though I'd have no problem buying clothing from like the women's section of a store, I'm a double extra large man. So like, there's not a lot of women's sections that would fit me, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, so several years ago, probably three or four years ago, I was ordering a bunch of clothes from ASOS. And one thing that I bought was like this wool kind of poncho it was kind of kind of a big scarf kind of a wrap but it was from the men's section so it was like you know it was it was not like a pashmina it was a little more masculine or whatever okay i love it okay i think it's so beautiful okay i have worn it in public one time for about seven minutes (laughs) because i get so panicked about what people will think about me or what it will say about me or that I'll look like that weird old queer that's walking around in the poncho. You know, like a lot of internalized homophobia about this poncho. Right. And there was a time, I mean, now I don't think it's come out of my closet, ironically, Uh, for like three years. But there was a time where I would like take it with me to go places. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to wear this today. And then I would like get to the place that I was going and then I would like sit in my car and deliberate for like 30 minutes if I could like wear the poncho into the place. Oh my God. And then I would just leave it in the car because I would be like, no, like I don't want to be that like old fruity guy that's walking around in the poncho. Anyway. Oh, oh, oh. Anyway. So it's still in my closet. I think it's very cute. There, remember when Bon Appetit was popular before they were they all became racists? Anyway, on the Bon Appetit <laughs> on the Bon Appetit YouTube channel, there are people listening that know what I'm talking about, okay. even though you made a very confused face. Yeah. One of their chefs, Rick Martinez, would often wear like kind of wraps or ponchos or big scarves. And I was just always like, look, Rick can do it. And Rick's like in his fifties or forties and he looks great and whatever. Yeah. But no, I would, I, it's just hanging in my closet. There are probably three or four items of clothing in my closet that I bought and that I love and that I've never worn in public. Okay. So anyway. That's a lot of LLIs. (laughs) 
So isn't that ironic? Anyway, I feel like this revelation about the poncho and last week's revelation about how I'm very attracted to, like, younger men, but I feel, like, disgusting and gross that I'm attracted to younger men. And and by younger men, you don't mean no, I age. No, no, I mean, like, 27-year-olds, you know? Like, I mean, like, men who are very much adults, who but who are young. Who attracted to 27-year-olds for older, the rest of their life? Who are younger than me, yeah. Um, so anyway, I feel like we really should dig into these two things. <laughs> oh. These two facts. Yeah. Amongst them, just on, in and of themselves. Fact facts. Anyway, so that's one of them. That's my last did life's little irony. Did? Fun facts. Fag facts. Fag, f- fag facts. <laughs> and now for our next segment, fag facts. I would only ever say the F word. In front of me? Yes. Because I say it frequently? Yes. You can say it. It's fine. Oh. Anyway, I hope no one is offended. Um, well, okay. Been... <clears throat> that's it. That's hot drinks. Thank you. Julie. For Julie. Thank you, Carly. <laughs> Thank you, Glass. Thank you, Glass. <laughs> Thank you, Philip Glass. Um, Thanks for going on this journey with us. It's been kind of depressing. Uh, our next venture, since we're ending the podcast forever tonight. Yeah, this is it. Is going to be a stage play. Right. Called Julie Through the Glass. <laughs> and what it is, it's kind of a performance piece where you walk up to the glass and there's a baby in there. What? And then, and and the baby is actually played by Cindy, our <laughs> our our beleaguered assistant. She's she so plays the baby, <clears throat> and then yeah. we project things on the wall behind her. Right. Anyway, Cindy, this is a great idea for here's a play. One of the things Cindy's a playwright, and I think she should write this play, Julie Through the Glass. Here's one of the things we're going to project on the wall. Yeah. A copy of her master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite joke. It's her favorite joke, and it doesn't make any sense, but it's so funny. Anyway, so this has been Hot Drinks. Uh Uh-huh. I'm Barbara Um, Day Twain. I'm Jack Coffee. I'm statuesque. I'm a Gemini Sun. I'm an Aquarius Rising. You can follow us on Instagram at Hot Drinks. I've been doing tarot for about 10 years. You can follow us on Instagram Instagram. at Hot Drinks. That's it. You can send us emails at hotdrinksforthebelly. At gmail.com. Did you know... That that's where that name came from is from the word of wisdom. Yes, I did know. Okay. Um, and also, if you want to give us money, because if you if you listen to this tonight and you thought there's no way this can be free, I should be paying for this, and you have trouble sleeping because you, you haven't paid, then you could go to Patreon.com/slash/hotdrinks and sign up to be a new patron. We've gotten a few new patrons this month, and I am ever I so grateful when I get those emails. If you're listening, thank you so much. Every time I see it, I go. <gasps> I know. Just know that you paid for part of my groceries this month. And that's one of life's LLIs that we both share, which is we do this podcast and people want to give us money because of it. It's ironic. Anyway, (laughs) but we're ever so grateful because literally I'm like, oh, I can pay the electric bill this month because the patrons gave me money. Oh, for sure. So anyway, Julie through the glass. Everyone have a great (laughs) day. Um, And wear wear that. Go wear that poncho. Go do it. You do it. No.